Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Energy News Beat Podcast. My name is Stu Turley, President and CEO of the Sandstone Group. This is a little bit of a different podcast for me. We are having an energy crisis coming around the corner. The grid is absolutely, the FEERC has said, we could be facing rolling blackouts because of the way the additional power is coming on. However, the Chinese have an estimated 30 major components in our national grid, and they can shut those down at any time. We've had on the border, I'm sure everybody has seen these lots of uh, foreign nationals invading us on the border, and military men stand different. And when you took a look last week on TV, you saw a lot of men standing there. They're standing at parade rest. We got us a problem. And I'll tell you what, I have had an absolute blast on LinkedIn following Kyle Rees. Kyle is an owner, law enforcement today, and you're just, he's wearing a shirt for our podcast list. There's two things right now. He's got DILF. I saw this, I damn, I love firearms. And he's sitting in front of an amazing wall of whisk. I'm sitting here going, okay. What kind of guy is this? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me on, brother. I appreciate the opportunity to to connect with all of your people. Uh, I'll tell you, you're a hoot. You're absolutely a hoot. You're up in uh, the great um, state of Connecticut, but you called it something else. The People's Republic of Connecticut is how we lovingly refer to it and how we are lovingly looking forward to leaving it behind when we move to Florida next week. Oh, my goodness. Congratulations. Thank Uh, you. You got an alligator pet yet? Not yet, but we do have a dog that that alligator pet could become a problem pretty quick. I think that's that's my kid's major concern. Well, I'll tell you what, your posts are phenomenal. We're going to have your LinkedIn uh, here and we need to get to know you just a little bit. As a law enforcement officer, you're, you've had your posts are spot on. on. I am not a cop. I am the guy that can run my mouth and support of police officers and no agency can fire me. (laughs) But you're supporting them. And we had chit chatted, you know, um, the I'm an NRA uh, certified instructor in everything from uh, sniper to pistol to shotgun, black powder. And everybody needs to know gun safety. And I think personally, we're at a point where we're going to need to absolutely be prepared to defend uh, your family. And I, I never, ever want to have that problem, but you got to be prepared. You 100% have to be prepared. And listen, for years, we were told, you don't need guns because the police. Right. Will-. And then 2020 happened and it was, well, we, we don't need the police, right? We need to defund them. We need to abolish. Them. And then this wild and crazy thing happened at the end of 2023, which is called there's an upcoming election. And now all of a sudden, nobody wants to talk about that whole defund the police thing anymore, do they? How about Newsom? Our buddy Newsom out there in California. This one cracked me up. He just tried to circumvent the Second Amendment, and he just said uh, there was a court. I believe it was either yesterday or today that said yep. that that law is not good. <laughs> Same thing just happened with Hutchell in New York. Uh, I mean, and and listen, let's call it what it is. Newsom is probably going to be the Democrat nominee for president. I, I've been saying this for a very long time. And I actually think that that dude is something to be worried about because he has 
a marketing apparatus behind him that wow. is very dangerous. Um, in 2015, I was on Fox and I said, if Donald Trump throws his hat in the ring, the guy's going to win as president because he's going to run a marketing campaign, not a political campaign. And that's exactly right. what he did. And that is the da- Well, that's one of the many dangers of Newsom is that the guy has built up a massive marketing machine behind him. Oh, yeah. And I, I love his, uh, oh, I'm not going to run. But I think in March, the Democrats have said that if Biden steps down in March, they can put anybody in they want. And it just circumvents everybody's voting in the uh, initial uh, elections. So it's kind of like in the you know, why vote for a Democrat when the elite are going to pick? Just we're, we're in some scary times. I mean, look at Colorado, right? Setting the, the precedent for threading the Constitution in front of our very eyes. It, it is, we are looking at, you know, for the longest time I was told, oh, you're, you're a conservative. That means you're a fascist. People don't understand what fascism is, nor do they understand what tyranny is. If you want to see tyranny, Look at a a state court system attempting to control the results of an election through election interference by shredding the Constitution. That is tyranny right there. Oh, I I don't get it. And then out of that one with the California, um, excuse me, the Colorado, the last time that happened was Abe Lincoln. Correct. They were desperate to keep Abe Lincoln off the ballot, too, weren't they? Uh, So and the Democrats were for slavery. (laughs) <laughs> but but that's not what they'll tell you. They'll say that, no, everything actually flipped. Like there was this like polar shift uh, that, that flipped and Democrats became Republicans and Republicans became Democrats. And this world's got nuts, man. Oh, it, it is. And then they assassinate. So I really hope our beloved uh, Secret Service is on Trump. Now, I, uh, Kennedy. Uh, yeah. Uh, Kennedy. Kennedy. Cracks me up that they've held the Secret Service from him and the CIA killed his de- his uncle. So, you know, it's like, what's up, what's up with that? I mean, listen, I can't uh, I couldn't in good conscience vote for RFK Jr. because I, I have very different perspectives on on, you know, pro-life issues and things like that. With that being right. said, I'll give the guy credit. I actually love his foreign policy. Um, I love his stance on the CIA and the FBI. I love his stance on big pharma. And so, you know, if uh, if Trump's desperate for a number two that, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm not. If that brings the moderate vote, because here's the thing, RFK Jr. right now, do I want to see him as president or VP? No, to be clear. However, him running as an independent is going to pull votes from Trump. That's the reality of it, because you have proppers, right? But here's on the energy side. Uh, he came through and he said he's going to ban fracking. All right. We already have a war from the Biden administration on our great energy uh, uh, suppliers because they can't even, there's 24,000 permits, even for renewable energy. Let's say that renewable energy was possibly sustainable, which it's not. Um, and so if it was that you can't even get those done and we have all the renewable companies losing billions and they're not able to continue uh, bidding on these things. The the offshore uh, bids are not happening and the war we're now exporting everything. And then you take a look at the Nord Stream that Joe hinted that he was, you know, it won't matter because it's not there. Sorry, that was my as I was leaning into my mic, doing my worst Biden moment. 
you know, everybody was saying that we blew it up. I have no idea. But on the other hand, you sit back and go, who's the benefactor? You know, why would Putin blow his own pipeline up? You know, I actually have the solution to the energy crisis. It's very simple. I'll come cool. about the world right now. Ready? We need everybody to drive electric vehicles. That's that's the solution right there. Don't don't you know that? I mean, that's why we have to do this. Uh, thank you, Kyle, for coming on the podcast. I appreciate you. <laughs> I mean, we we are so backwards right now. We're we're literally sitting there going, yeah, they're probably going to be rolling brownouts and blackouts. Uh, but everybody needs to go get an EV right now. And and we're going to put tons and tons of money into something that we do not have a sustainable path for energy to support. Oh, and by the way, can we talk for a hot second about how, how the uh, mining happens to, to gain the crucial... Child abuse. Right. Anyway, sorry, I digress. Oh, no, but you're, you're dead on right. And uh, now, Kyle, I want to say I'm not against an EV. I love the concept. If you want one, great. But the family turmoil of the Trump uh, derangement syndrome, I'm going to tell you, I was watching Rosie O'Donnell go nuts on Trump uh, over the weekend. My sister-in-law went nuts. Just Trump this, Trump that, EV this, EV that, my brother-in-law, EV, EV. I left. Guess who does not have to go to Christmas at their house? (laughs) (laughs) So much winning. I mean, I'm going to the lake house. Uh, I call that a personal problem. Listen, we got out of a lot of stuff, too, because, uh, you know, instead of having to to spend our money on Christmas presents for family that doesn't like us, I'm just going to go sell my unvaccinated sperm for gobs of money and have a lake house soon. That's my new plan. But yeah, I like, see, mine is where a, uh, I can survive a zombie apocalypse and <laughs> I'm a zombie apocalypse kind of guy. I, I, I just think that we all need to get into there. I'm putting in a victory garden in a uh, thing, you know, I wish I'd done that last year, but had some things going on. So, you know, a uh, greenhouse is going up this winter. So you're going to, you're going to need uh, World War II. We got, we survived because of the victory garden. That's correct. Absolutely. Uh, we also survived because we didn't have a generation of whiny and entitled snowflakes that gets triggered by the wrong pronouns. So, I, I mean, the combination of the victory gardens, yes. And the fact that we actually had good men and women who were willing to stand right. up, fight for freedom and, and believe in the constitutional values that people are trying desperately to destroy in this country right now. There's that little component, too. Do you think that um, people I I called last year in 2022 that there was going to be a great awake? And I it's a little later than I thought it was. But in Europe, you're seeing uh, France looking at banning uh, and trying to shut down their border problems. Uh, You're you're seeing people realizing that you cannot have a sovereign country uh, with an open border. And the Slavic countries are where people are wanting to go retire. You know, Indonesia is a pretty cool place to go retire. And when you sit back and kind of look, the great people are tired of high cost of energy and not being able to be defended because of the violence coming into their country. We're here now. Um, I saw a report. I can't. Kyle, I'm going to give you credit because I think it was on your post, but take it. Uh, yeah, take take the credit. It was Hamas is in Venezuela 
and there's a bunch of Venezuelans coming in. So uh, here we are a couple days before Christmas uh, when we're recording this, and you got Hamas running in here, and they're saying they're going to take down the evil country. 11 guys, last time I checked, okay, I went to Oklahoma State University, but last time I checked, 11 guys took down the tower, right? Supposedly. Yep. yep. They had a little help, but. Um, <laughs> that's a, what's the difference between a conspiracy theory and the truth? It's about six months. Because, uh, yeah. I, I'm surprised at how many conspiracy. Alex Jones is in that. I think but, it's a but he proved to be right more than he's been wrong lately, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, and did you see the one with, oh, who was it that said, I ain't got time to bleed? I, I like Jesse Ventura. Yep. There was a Jesse Ventura that described uh, COVID. Did you see that interview? That was who. I ain't got time to bleed. I love that movie, Pret Predator. I got to give him. Was he a Navy SEAL? I'm not sure. I, I think he was. Then he was governor. Yeah. So anyway, shout out to Predator. Uh, we're going to need to be Predators here pretty quick, or at least what have one in your back pocket. So what? Can you tell people that you're doing? Why is your your LinkedIn doing phenomenal? You've got uh, thirty five thousand followers. What are you doing right, dude? So the truth—that's really what it comes down to. I do want to give a little background and context real quick because you probably have people who are watching right now going, "Why yeah. does this does, is this guy like a raging alcoholic? What's up with all the booze?" So law enforcement today, one of my companies. Um, we do a series called Behind the Uniforms. So we have this, this whiskey wall and we invite active and retired emergency responders and veterans to come to the whiskey wall. They bring a bottle. We share a cocktail. They tell you a story on camera about a good day on the job and a lousy day on the job. No the bottle and the bottle goes on the wall. And so, wait, I want to I want to show you something here. Hang on. OK, so uh, I'm sitting at the office one day and I get this bottle. Now, you'll notice it has not been opened, right? This thing comes in the mail. There's no no uh, return address. There's a handwritten note, Van Winkle, which is spectacular. And this person, whoever it was, male, female, I have no idea, said that they were scrolling through Facebook with their gun in their hand, and they were just delaying the inevitable, that they were trying to get the courage to take their own life, and that they stumbled upon a video that we had done, uh, one of our behind the uniforms a couple of years ago, where it was an officer who was sitting there with his pistol in his mouth, and he was about to pull the trigger, and his kid walked in and said, Daddy, what are you doing? And his kid saved his life. And so he talked about post-traumatic stress and getting help and getting treatment for it, and and how he found God in his recovery. And so whoever it was that that sent this bottle, sent a note saying that when I saw that video, it saved me. And I'm alive today because of that video that you guys did. And so so this wall, brother, it's it's just a, a tribute to those men and women who serve and protect. And so um, go ahead. How cool is that, man? I'm over here getting all uh, verklempt and uh, uh, how well done. PTSD is real. Totally. I, I, I've had a problem my whole life because of part of that. My wife is very understanding of that PTSD is real. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and one of the things that we talk about, um, we're going to be doing a series of wounded officer retreats in Connecticut um, where we take care of these guys and, and we just love on them and we bring out a chaplain and a PTS expert and, um, you know, some we'll probably do some equine therapy out here and a myofascial release and everything. But one of the things that I think is important to keep in mind or, or the narrative that we're trying to change is that there's a difference between post-traumatic stress and post-traumatic stress disorder. And so oh, yeah. to, to say disorder implies that these guys are broken 
um, and can't be fixed. And so we're trying to remove the, the D out of the PTSD because we want them to know that there's so much love behind them. They're not broken. They're not, um, you know, handicapped. I mean, they, they are, and we're working to fix them. And so what we've seen um, in our travels since I acquired this company has been um, nothing short of, of heartbreaking and terrifying. And so context there, I was the exec, I, I run a marketing agency by day, right? It's called the Silent Partner Marketing. Fox News called us America's most patriotic marketing agency. Um, cool. Yeah, we went viral in 2017 for the snowflake test. It's our hiring process to make sure that we don't hire whining entitled snowflakes. And so we did 14 appearances in the first couple of days. Fox and Friends, Fox and Friends first, Varney and Company, Louder with Crowder, Kennedy, Adam Carolla, you name it. We have 40,000 emails in a week, 10,000 job applications. Bro, I had like three open jobs at that point. It was ridiculous. So anyway, um, I... I came into law enforcement today in about 2017, 2018. Um, I was the national spokesman because I could run my mouth and no agency could fire me. And then I became the executive director. So in 2020, during all the lockdowns and the riots, we were reaching over 100 million people a month through the platform. It was insanity. And so um, earlier this year, Captain Greenberg, the founder of law enforcement today, he's about to go into his 40th year of law enforcement. He said, hey, I think I'm going to shut it down. I was like, what the hell are you talking about? He said, I just I don't have time to do this. My my heart is really in law enforcement. And so I want to wrap up my my career in law enforcement. So I acquired the platform so that it wouldn't go under two days later. And so I closed on it um, with strict non-disclosure agreements on Fourth of July because America, that's why. And then a few days later, our competitors contacted us and asked if I'd be interested in acquiring them. I thought it was a joke. I, I thought that they knew they had no idea. And so in October, we closed on the acquisition of um, the Police Tribune, Blue Lives Matter, Law Enforcement Family, Law Enforcement for Life, um, Mike the Cops YouTube page. And so collectively now, it's the largest police news outlet in the world, one of the largest in the 2A spaces. We have about 3.4 million followers on Facebook. Um, not including my personal LinkedIn, we've got almost 400,000 LinkedIn subscribers, 600,000 YouTube, a couple hundred thousand each on Twitter <laughs> and TikTok, closing in on a million email subscribers. And so we we seek to um, support the constitutional principles of our country, the men and women who serve and protect our communities and our country, right. and do so through truth, right? So part of that is humanizing the men and women that are wearing those badges, wearing those uniforms every single day. Um, but part of it is showing what's really happening. So my personal LinkedIn, which you follow, um, we travel a lot, man. We've been boots on the ground in Arizona, Texas, and all over the country the last couple of months because we want to show what's really happening. We need to show that every state is a border state. So we've been going out on the road with the National Border Patrol Council, Sheriff Lamb, Sheriff Daniels, uh, Cochise County, Tucson PD, we went up in the air with them, Texas DPS, you know, the border sheriffs, the border police chiefs, because this is such like, brother, people don't even realize you talk about the Great Awakening, right? And I think it is starting to happen. However, right. the media is a very controlled narrative still. And so you right. have to ask yourself, if all of a sudden you see certain messaging coming out, then then what what else is happening? I'll give you an example. Uh, Ray, the FBI director, when that dude comes out and he says before 9-11, there were blinking red lights. Now there are blinking red lights everywhere. Everywhere. That, that is a cover your butt statement. That is a we know things are about to go down and get really ugly. So now I can say, hey, I tried to warn you all. But right. what we saw at the border. And if you want, I can go into some of the numbers and experiences. Yes, please. Yes, please. 
So we, we are facing an existential threat as a country. I'm not saying that to be inflammatory. I'm not saying that to sound like a conspiracy theorist. You're seeing right now. On the head of the FBI, who I don't trust, says that. Sorry for interrupting. Go, oh, Kyle. Right. Please. <laughs> right. So when you see the media finally reporting on 10 to 15,000 illegal immigrants crossing per day, right? We need to, to add some context to that. Your average small town in America has 5,000 people in it. So right there, you're seeing two to three small towns a day. Now, people think, yeah, but they're all being deported, right? No. Uh, about 95% of them at a minimum are being released into the interior of the U.S. They're Even being plane tickets. They're exactly. plane tickets. They're going no ID. They're being put on domestic flights and shipped all over the U.S. without any identification. Now, some, some more important info for your listeners and, and your viewers to understand is that if I come into this country illegally and I don't have a criminal record in America and I am not on a terror watch list, nobody knows that I'm a convicted murderer in uh, Iran, right? Nobody knows that I'm a convicted drug or sex trafficker in Venezuela. Nobody knows that I'm part of Al-Qaeda. And so we don't have any information on these people. There's no way of vetting them. If you can't vet them, you look and go, yeah, they don't have any records. So we're going to release them here into America. Now, here's where it gets really scary. So all of the contacts that I've been out with in the last few weeks on the right. border in Arizona, in, in uh, Texas, New Mexico, California, they are estimating the number of gotaways to be as many as twice the number of apprehensions. So if you're coming into America and, and you're saying sanctuary, asylum, and you immediately get processed and released into the U.S., why would you avoid that process? Because you're just going to be given a, a court date that's five years from now and you're not going to show up to it. Why would you avoid it? So when you're seeing as many as twice the number of gotaways as there are apprehensions, do the math on that, man. We're talking about as many as 45 to 50,000 people per day flooding into America. We are talking about hundreds of thousands of Chinese nationals, Pakistani, Iranian, uh, Maritonia, uh, Afghanistan, Iraq, young, fit, single, military-age, clean-cut men. It is absolutely alarming. And then if you look at the number of OTMs or other than Mexico nationals who have hit the border, we're talking upwards of 260 nations outside of Mexico in the last few months. And then you combine that with the fact that less than 3% of cargo that comes into America from overseas gets inspected before being distributed all over the U.S. We have a recipe for the, the greatest series of potential terror attacks this country has ever faced. And you're right. It was about a dozen people who brought America to our knees on September 11th. What happens with these numbers that we're looking at now? And I, I like to use the analogy because a lot of people don't realize how bad it is, right? They don't realize that, that their state is now a border state. So if you have a big old jar of M&Ms and uh, in that jar of M&Ms, you have 3,000 M&Ms and you have 50 of them are poison that will kill you when you eat them. Are you going to take a handful of that jar? What if it's 500? What if it's two? Are you going to take that handful of M&Ms and take that risk? And that is what we're facing right now. There are innocent women and children who are being exploited and victimized on their path to get to a safer place. I'm not, I'm not minimizing that by any means. Gross. Disgusting. That. But that, uh, that is being encouraged, enabled, and empowered by the Biden administration that has opened up the borders to these cartels and these coyotes that are making literally billions of billions. dollars on, on these innocent women and children 
along with all of the numbers of, of terrorists, known terrorists, people with terror ties, cartel members, human traffickers, drug runners all across the country that are being flooded in from the border. Sorry, that's well, a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm over here. I've been saying this. Our podcast, we've got some great listeners and I love all of them. Uh, we've got a different audience than you do. And that audience uh, is more into the energy and finance and CEOs. Sure. They're not. But all I can say is, as American men, we need to stand up. And I believe in God. I believe in Jesus. I'm just telling you right now, uh, I don't care if they try to. They're, Google's already censoring me. Yay. I, it means I'm saying something right. But uh, we need to be able to even survive just a natural disaster. The government's not going to be there for me and you. They're going to be there for the folks coming across the border, giving them $5,000 and replacing. I can't believe our Congress people said, I think it was yesterday or day before, we need to replace the people, uh, our voters. I hope that if you're a Democrat and you're in a city that you're on the front line now, I hope you realize they're trying to replace you. Well, and, and let me throw this out there too, man, because uh, uh, your point's not lost on me about who the audience is. And I appreciate and respect that. And I got to tell you, I had zero interest in being in the law enforcement space as far as uh, an owner of the largest law enforcement news outlet in the world. I'm impressed. But well, thank you. But but my point is that I uh, listen, I run a marketing agency, man, like we market everything from whiskey and firearms to T-shirts to law firms to you name it. So what the hell am I doing sitting here at the whiskey wall right now? Well, there's there's a time in society where good men need to stand up and declare enough is enough. I am a father of four little girls. I am a husband. I'm a Christian first and foremost. That supersedes everything else. And yep. evil triumphs when good men and women do nothing. So we can sit on the sidelines and we can allow this insanity to happen and we can watch as our society collapses and we can watch as our businesses falter and we can watch as our taxes skyrocket and we can watch as, as crime explodes in this country. Or we can all stand up and say, yeah, you know what? I might be the CEO of a company. I might be in the energy sector. I might be in the finance sector. But damn it, enough is enough. Like, this is our country that is on the line right now. Right. Uh, Mark Masters, I want to give him a shout out. He's the one that uh, helped set uh, the radio, uh, talk radio, which is the single biggest uh, medium that's out there, the conservative with Rush and Hannity and everybody else. And uh, I'm trying to help him with an energy channel. Uh, to help because uh, the media, you are doing phenomenal. I just, I, I'm sorry, I get excited. I want to help you in any way that I possibly can with this new market. And it's the underserved market of energy and farmers. Our poor farmers are just getting brutalized. Why in the world is Bill Gates buying all this stuff so that all the land, so he can kill the great American family farm? That one drives me nuts. You got your oil field workers. You got your guys on the line. You got your blue. Protect the blue. Protect your first responders. You got your farmers. All of these people are great people putting food. I'm sorry. I'm getting worked up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I've been so calm about this. No, you're you. a wall of some serious uh, relaxant behind. I don't you. even drink anymore. That's the irony. <laughs> 
I gave up 25 years ago. <laughs> Ice coffee, baby. That's how I, I, like I said, I got four little kids, man. If I could just inject this directly into my veins, I probably, that's, I can't say that on YouTube. That's going to be, that's going to shut you down. That's going to be misinterpreted. <laughs> and it's all about owning as a marketing guy. I'm sure you understand this. We as Americans need to own our own marketing channel. Yes. And uh, my Substack is doing quite well. So when you sit back and think, I've figured out a way to get around the Google Analytics. I, I, I is by based on the interaction of who I'm interacting with, I'm quite happy with it. LinkedIn yep. shut me down. Yay! That's a badge of honor. I'm okay with that. It's kind of like getting your uh, Range Master certification. I'm skipping around like a little girl with my coat on, going, "I'm a Range Master." Yay! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> So mental image there for a second. (laughs) (laughs) I've had to throw people off my line. I I do not. I enjoy a good target shoot. I enjoy teaching people, having hundreds of Boy Scouts come through my lines, uh, you know, teaching them how to shoot black powder. Love all of that. Working with the police guys, having competitions on ambidextrous uh, shooting. And that was the only time I ever won. (laughs) But I love the camaraderie on the range when you're safe. It is all about safety, but uh, Kyle, I am so proud that you took the time and the things that you're doing, because I know that from a personal standpoint, PTSD is, I I love the way that you said that, because I have uh, PTS, uh, not the D, that was a while ago, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's because I stepped in and helped people. Yep. I saw things that I shouldn't have seen, but I didn't walk away. And it's bad enough that you stand there. And I feel sorry for the first responders that walk into that every day. Well, and, and th- there was a great analogy that was made for me by um, one of the uh, one of the national vice presidents for the National Border Patrol Council. Uh, I was having a conversation on the border in Texas with him and uh, Lieutenant Oliveras, who's you see him on, on Fox and CNN. Oh, all yeah, the time. yeah, yeah. Texas DPS, great guy. Um, the point that they made was, and this is not by any means, and the guys at TMPA said the same thing, Texas Municipal Police Association. So this isn't to take away from our, our veterans, right? By any means. Um, right. What many of them have seen and experienced is the stuff of nightmares. But when they have a, a let's call it a critical incident that happens overseas, an IED explodes, they lose some guys. Um, when they come back and they're now out of the sandbox, they they have an opportunity to, to deal with it in a very different environments back home, again, not minimizing what they're going through. But when you're in law enforcement and you have that critical incident that happens, that officer involved shooting, that baby that you pull out of the pool and try and resuscitate and you can't, um, you might have a couple of days off, right, to to try and cope and deal with things. But then you're back in it. You're back on that route, the same route every single day. And some of these guys are on it for 20, 30 years. And and this is why we have such high suicide rates right now with our Border Patrol agents and and with a lot of people who are down on the border, because what they are experiencing is a tsunami. It is a tsunami of an invasion. It is a tsunami of a humanitarian crisis. It is a tsunami. We were called fake news because we reported on the rape tree. I don't know if you've heard of this. The rape tree is where they bring these women and children and they sexually assault them at this tree near the border. And then they hang an article of their undergarments on that tree as like a memento. 
And we were told that that was fake news, that that doesn't happen. Brother, I saw it with my own eyes. I was out there on the border with the sheriff. But, but you're being told that these things don't happen. And yet these officers and these Border Patrol agents are experiencing this every single day. And the next day, two days later, they're back out there. And so PTS takes many different forms for some right. uh, physical triggers. For others, there are just um, smells and sights. But but man, I just every day I throw up a prayer of gratitude and, and uh, you know, support for these incredible men and women because they are at war every single day. While guys like us are sitting here on our butts with our iced coffee in front of us talking about how bad it is, we, we don't have to live with that every single day yet. But as this comes to our communities, and, and don't get me wrong, this is absolutely coming up to our communities, our reality is going to change very quickly here in America. Yeah, sooner than later. Um, Kyle, you're a rock star, and thank you for your time. Thank you. Uh, I, I hope that if you ever need anything, I want to get your story out to my audience to help expand your audience. Thank so you thank much. you so much. And uh, how do people get a hold of your marketing firm? Because uh, we need to support that. Cool. Thank you. Uh, the Silent Partner Marketing.com. Uh, America's most patriotic marketing agency. If you want to, if you want to chuckle, man, just look up the snowflake test and watch some of those media appearances, but make sure you pee first. Cause otherwise I think you're going to wet yourself when you see the <laughs> meltdowns that people had about this thing. But yeah, the silent partner marketing.com, um, law enforcement today.com is our news website. Uh, people can follow, um, Kyle Reyes, CEO on Facebook, same thing on, on Instagram, um, law enforcement today, blue lives matter, police tribune. We're all over the place. You can't miss us. Oh, I just thank you so much. And your wall of booze, uh, you and I could have coffee looking at that. I think that would be great. I think that would be absolutely, absolutely a wonderful. You have an open invite whenever you want, man. Uh, Well, I'll wait till you go to Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you very much, Kyle. I cannot begin to tell you how much I appreciate it.